Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhard, and today we have one of our amazing preferred partners, John Preet, with Housemasters Home Inspection. And one of our amazing top producing agents, Renee Hahn with William Ravis. On that note, John, uh, I want you to start off by uh, introducing yourself and just tell the listeners who you are and why you invited Renee on. Uh, well, John Preet with Housemaster, as you said. Um, why I invited Renee on is because we've done quite a bit of business with Renee. She's an amazing uh, realtor. My office, um, and a lot of people don't understand this, but my office, you know, deals with realtors every single day. And, um, you know, some are better than others <laughs> with regard to the, the ease of working with them. And Renee is always one of those dot the I's, cross the T people. And, um, you know, it's just so easy to, to get the orders done, processed, and get things scheduled with her. Um, when she contacts us, she's got all, you know, everything lined up. And it just makes our job a lot easier. So all we have to do is schedule and, and get there. Well, I don't blame you. I would invite her on the podcast yeah. too. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us who you are. You know, who the listeners are are listening to for the next thirty minutes. Well, um, my background very quickly. Um, I was, uh, it was. It's a long and windy route to here, but um, I was born and raised in Connecticut. My father was a developer, so I was always around construction. So I had a certain um, aptitude for it. A, you know, a pension for, you know, or understanding it at least. But uh, when I went off to school, uh, I'd work on job sites during semesters or, um, you know, on breaks. But uh, I went to school for accounting. So I have a bachelor's in accounting. Um, I got my CPA in Maryland. Um, and I lived in uh, Maryland for about 15 years. Um, I first started doing some financial consulting. And uh, I've always liked to cook. So I um, decided I wanted to buy a little uh, food operation, which I did. And uh, we did catering, and um, uh, it was a butcher shop that I basically expanded into um, doing more, um, you know, food service and catering and um, gourmet stuff, uh, which was very interesting. And then I went down to Miami, um, and I actually had trouble getting work because I uh, couldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> so um, I ended up consult doing a consulting job in um, New Jersey, going back and forth for a Johnson & Johnson company the finance and um everyone wanted uh, no one wanted cpa they wanted mba so i went back to school took a year off and i went back and got my master's and then about uh, after i graduated i started working in um homestead for actually uh, a company called contender which is a high um high-end uh sport uh fishing boats yep and um about <laughs> four months after i started my dad had called me up and he owned the franchise down here and said um, he wanted to go play more golf than work. And, um, you know, at his age, I don't blame him. Um, and um, he asked if I wanted to move over and give him, try a hand at this. And um, I said, yeah. And kind of the rest is history. So I've been um, kind of running this since 03. And um, it's, uh, it's been quite an experience. I've been through a lot of some highs, the uh, 04, 05, 06. Yeah some real lows, uh, 07 through, uh, 09. And then, um, it's been a, it's been a good run since, but, um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting, um, it's a lot more to the job than I even thought when I took it on. Well, you're doing an absolute amazing job. And, and obviously Renee is going to be able to test to this, but you know, you have a great name in town, you know, your, your quality and, uh, attention to detail is as far, um, as far up on the list. So, 
Renee, you know, we've kind of spoke about you. John already spoke about you as well. Um, let's uh, let's let the listeners hear who you are. Sure, and I have to remember to spot John a 20 under the table because that was a very, <laughs> was very nice. kind introduction. All mm. true. And I'm I'll sorry. tell you, I there, John and I have one thing in common that he talked about, which is the MBA. The one thing we don't have in common is the love of cooking and the talent in it. So <laughs> I, I feel pale. But uh, Renee Hahn, I... Um, m- much like John, I am on my second career here. So I started in corporate America, worked for GE for many, many years back when it was making money and the stock was doing well <laughs> and, uh, and did that for quite a while. I, I got to experience a lot of different places, lived somewhere new every two to three years. So I had a lot of address changes. Everybody always waited to get my Christmas card at the end of the year, and they would always wait to send the cards to me because they weren't sure where we were anymore. <laughs> um, but I did that for a number of years, married a saint who, um, even in his sainthood, got tired of me being on the road all the time and said, hey, what do you think about changing our lifestyle a little bit? Moved to paradise down in Naples. And uh, so when I got down here, I realized there were really three professions to choose from. I could either go into wealth management, become an attorney, or become a real estate agent. <laughs> And I figured, you know, I've been negotiating mergers and acquisition deals in the billions. I've been dealing with a lot of different personalities from CEOs to secretaries. I've, you know, been moving my own house every two to three years. So I kind of know what happens. Well, that sounds like a good route. And I took the real estate route. So mother of, of three girls did potty training and puberty at the same time. And so I also am incredibly sarcastic. <laughs> I love it. How did you guys get connected? You know, it, John probably doesn't even remember because he has more of me to deal with than I have of him. Um, but I actually met John not too long after I started in real estate. He and his team come and do uh, Naples Area Board of Realtors does a big um, showcase every year with the vendors And uh, they never disappoint. They come out, they've got energy costumes, yes, costumes, um, and just was really on his game. And one of the things that attracted me to working with John's group, because I was, you know, when you first get into real estate, you feel like you have to try everything, right? You go try five title companies, you go try 10 attorneys, you go try 20 um, inspectors. And what I was looking for is someone who was thorough, but level-headed, and that sounds so simple, but you want to make sure an inspector is doing a good job for you, but you don't want, you don't want him to be an alarmist. And so when I met John at this, um, at this expo, he just impressed me. He has a GC license. He didn't talk about that. Maybe he will. But he understands what's behind the walls, not just what's on top of them. So, uh, you know, his team is awesome, and I was impressed, and, and he's been with me ever since. I love that. John, um, I want to dive a little bit more into your business. Um, I would love the listeners to fully understand um, you to go into the dynamic of an inspection, right? Uh, we have amazing you know, realtors listening to this that already know what that is, but we have a lot of outsiders that have no clue. Maybe they've never even bought a house and they're curious. So can you go into a little detail on inspection uh, 101 um, and then tell us a little bit more uh, about the business as a whole, where you're currently at and the services you guys provide? Sure. Um, well, you know, as we like to say, you know, we're we are very thorough. We, we try to be, of course. Um, we try to get into every place we can. Um, 
normally we when we come in we if a seller is there we would ask them you know have you been through one of these before because um, some people find it a bit you know invasive and and i understand standing on the outside i can understand how someone would feel that way um but uh you know we're top to bottom we you know we're going to get on the roof we're going to get in the attic we're going to you know run all the uh, uh mechanicals the air conditioning the appliances um you know run the doors up and down the windows you know around the house it's 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 about as <laughs> it's like going to the doctor and you know you're stripped down and and everything is checked mm-hmm. and um uh you know and but being a gc and i i tend to try to hire guys that have some construction background of some sort or some mechanical background so they understand or have aptitude to understand what we're doing and can explain it to people more importantly because a lot of our business is about communication um it's communicating you know there's always going to be problems uh i can probably count on two hands in 18 years how many places i've found with absolutely nothing wrong and they're usually condos but um you know a problem comes up and um you know, we try to, you know, assuage the fears. We try to calm people down. And everyone, because everyone's got a different hot button. Um, I've done homes where you find a bad GFCI and people think the house is going to burn down. And they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, they're not going to buy. <laughs> uh, you tell somebody that's, you know, the, the roof's got three holes in it and they're like, yeah, whatever. Okay, get a roofer. You know, some people, <laughs> you know, just have different tolerances. So, um you know, we try to go through the house in a very methodical, organized way and put it in our report, which, you know, everyone gets the same day and it's got pictures and arrows and all that. But but people want to talk to you and, and have it all explained as much as we try to be as clear as possible in the report. Um, and that's uh, it's really what has, has grown our business is the um, the communication not being an alarmist, like like Renee said, um, we're not there to rebuild the house. We're not there to show everyone we're the smartest person in the room. Um, we're there to be umpires, as we say, you know, call balls and strikes. Um, I, I don't really care if you're, you know, if your kitchen is messy. I don't care if the thing, the, your appliances are a year old or 10 years old. Um, we're going to check them. We're going to rate them and, and tell you as much as we can about everything we can in the house and try to answer all the questions. What would you say are a couple of the top things that uh, every homeowner needs to know about a home inspection, maybe prior to the home inspection or, or during it? Or the top, like most valuable information you could tell to a homeowner? Um, you mean someone selling? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could. Someone buying too, to kind of understand me. Maybe a couple of the top misleading things that you'd like, you'd like the general public to, to understand. How about that? Well, um, I think the one thing we always tell people is that the home inspection is not a pass-fail. And, you know, we're not judging their house. Um, We are there, like I said, balls and strikes. You know, it's working, it's not working, or, you know, we've noticed these little things about it. Uh, You might want to plan on, in the near future, it might need to get replaced or repaired or, you know, just, but it's not a pass-fail. It's not an all or nothing. And the other thing, you know, we always try to tell I mean, actually, especially sellers, but, you know, even buyers and realtors sometimes. Um, it's not, you know, our report is not a to-do list for the seller. You know, it's not, all because we put it down, it does not mean that the seller is now responsible for repairing or replacing it. There are a number of things that fall under, uh, you know, the contracts, and I'm very broad brush I'm painting this with, is, you know, it's about function. Um, if, it's, if the water heater is doing its function, but it's rusty, 
that doesn't mean the seller's got to replace it. Right. Um, but we're there to tell you, you know, the certain things about it because when, when a person walks in the house that they just bought, drops their bags, and they start seeing a lot of little things, they start to get concerned that we've missed other things. So we want, we're there to show, tell them everything we can about the house, all the little things, and at the same time, you know, we don't, you know, we're not raising the panic flag. We're not saying the seller's got to replace this cracked uh, receptacle cover or something. It's just so you know the condition of the house, and we're there to just document it all. Now, you've been in a lot of homes. What's the oddest thing or weirdest, how, whichever one comes first to mind, that you've uh, found on an inspection? I think you just made him blush. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there's some I probably shouldn't talk about, but <laughs> which are usually in um, people leave in bedrooms and bathrooms. But um, yep. um, I um, <laughs> actually I was doing a house in um, what's that? Didn't um, off of Miller? Uh, um, can't think of the name of the community. Anyway, uh, I went in the attic and there was a very large dead goose in the attic. I'm not talking. A, I'm not talking a hummingbird. I'm talking a very large goose, and I was, you know, I was in shock because where, <laughs> where in the world could this thing come in? And the only thing we I had to finally figure out or work through was they got a new roof. And what probably what I think what happened was as they were doing the roof, they removed some sheathing, and someone walked away from the job for lunch, and a goose flew in, and then they. They dried in the house, and it was stuck in there. Oh, poor goose. As sad as that was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was just, I, you know. It's that's, in the, that's a massive bird. It, well, yeah, it was. And I was, I was, <laughs> I must have been staring at it for five minutes in the attic, just looking around, figuring, there must be some hole in this roof that I can't. You know? And I felt like an idiot saying, if I can't find this hole, then I'm going to have to quit. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was probably the oddest thing I've, I've um, seen. Well, Renee, you probably have uh, heard of some different things and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, before we get into that, let's uh, let's hear a little bit about your business. And um, you've been in uh, real estate actually not that long. You were talking about the HR that you were doing before in corporate America. Um, but you are you're hitting the nail on the head when it comes to real estate and you're doing an amazing job, an amazing brand behind you. So tell us a little bit about uh, real estate uh, with Renee right now. And this famous pineapple that we see everywhere. <laughs> sure. And if, if it doesn't get me in trouble, the one thing I did want to add, John was talking about um, inspections. And I think so much of the real estate space, when you look at it from end to end, is about partnerships. And one of the things I think agents can do to really help the inspection go well for all parties is to spend the upfront time educating people. You know, John talked about how they're there to disclose everything about the property that they find. And that doesn't mean that it's all things that need to be fixed, but part of making that work successfully is to make sure that you take the time with your clients before they show up for the inspection and talk about those things. Talk about the fact that you've hired him. He's now working on your behalf, and he's going to tell you everything about the house. You and I are going to leave later and talk about whether those things are contractually um, items that we should be addressing with a seller or not. But I think so much, John talked about it as communication, but I think really taking ownership as an agent to manage those intersections of the deal is going to help it go so much smoother for other people. It, it makes it go smoother for the inspector when they're being grilled by a buyer or seller. It makes it go smoother for the buyer who 
can calm their nerves and not get upset about things because they've been prepped. So uh, again, I know that's not what you asked me, but I think <laughs> as we're talking about inspections, I think it's so important. So you're just doing you're just doing your job, right? You're just talking about what's so important about uh, real estate. So love it. Yeah. Well, good. So what was the question again? <laughs> question is, uh, let's hear about the business that you've created uh, within Naples and Southwest Florida. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, I, I actually truly love what I do. I always say this is the first place I've picked to live. Every other place I've picked, my parents either picked for me or my business did. Um, and this is the first profession that I really picked because I kind of fell into my last one. So I love what I do. And when we talk about building a real estate business, you, you need to, because one thing you're, you're going to learn very quickly is to do it well, it's a lot of work. My husband teases that I went from working seven days a week to seven days and nights. And if you don't love what you do, that's a long punishment so you mentioned I haven't been in real estate long, five years. Um, so if we equate that to dog years, that's about what it is. Um, and the pineapple, you know, when I got into real estate, I, I, my job title was always human resources before I, I came into real estate, but I actually owned marketing a few times along the way. And so when I was thinking about creating a business, because the one thing I don't think even consumers realize in real estate, we are all self-employed. I said, I'm not an employee of my broker. I actually pay my broker. So when you think about that coming into real estate, how you brand yourself is so important because it sort of sets the tone for what people can expect when they're going to be working with you for a period of time and hopefully again and again. And so when I thought about that in regards to you know my, my, my logo, if you will, um, having moved here from South Carolina most recently, the pineapple is about hospitality and welcome. And mm -hmm. I thought, what better... Um, representation, if all I can do is put a, a picture in front of somebody, but I want to convey about real estate. And that was the pineapple. And, the, and they're sweet, too. Yep. Well, they're great. Um, now you're making me hungry. <laughs> so uh, talking about some success stories, obviously, you have uh, killed it uh, within real estate. And what is your transaction goal this year? And have you already hit it? I have, and I can't take full credit for that, candidly, because it has been an odd year in real estate. And, and what's been interesting is it's really a dichotomy. There are some people who are doing remarkably well and others who work every bit as hard, and it's been a tough year because inventory's been so low. So I happen to be on the, the beneficial side of that. I've had a great year. Um, my goal, honestly, every year is just to beat the prior year, and I know that's not reasonable forever, but it's working so far, so I'm going to keep setting it as a goal. So, yes, we're midway through, and, and I hit my full-year goal. Love it. Where, um, what's the best advice that you've ever received from someone in the real estate industry? Ooh, best advice, have thick skin. <laughs> when you're in real estate, your feelings are going to get hurt if you take everything personal. You're going to be hurt by a friend who chose someone else as a real estate agent. You're going to be hurt by a customer that you've been working with for a year who goes and buys a for sale by owner. You're going to be hurt by other agents who, you know, are competing with you for something. There's just a lot of things. And I always say, you know, there's a lot to love about real estate. And what was shared with me is you've got to just hold steady because it is up and down all the time. It's feast or famine. You could have a week where you're pulling your hair out, wondering how you're going to get everything done. And it can be quiet the next week. It's just the nature of the beast. And so being steady through all of that um, was good advice that was given to me. And I, and I pass it on. Um, Heartily. 
would you rather deal with a buyer or seller? Wow. Normally, which... I mean, right now in this market, <laughs> I think it would be the seller. But you know, actually, I I love parts of both of them. Um, and what most brokers will tell you is listings are king, and and brokers nothing wrong with this, but they want you to list, list, list. I actually love working with buyers. And I love working with buyers because I get to know them. You get in the car, you're driving around. Most of the time when people are coming to Florida, they want to. It's a good thing. They're excited. Um, This market may make that not feel quite as good when people are on multiple offers and haven't gotten their home. Hasn't happened to me yet, but... (laughs) Um, you know, but I, but I still, I love working with buyers. Um, what I love about the selling side is usually that I, I love helping, you know, spruce up properties to make sure they get sold. But, um, I like buyers a lot. Let's transfer a little bit. Obviously you guys both have built some incredible businesses, but it's, uh, because of the teamwork that you guys have that you're able to work together. We've touched on it a little bit. Um, but what are some examples of you guys working together? Um, maybe some unique situations, but also um, what should people look out for um, when choosing a correct vendor um, like John? You want me to? Let's go. Yeah, for him. Yeah, I think, and again, this is sort of through trial and error. I think there's a lot of great inspectors out there. There are some, um, you know, we're blessed in, in Naples. I've never counted them, but it's it's got to be a lot. Um, so there's a lot to choose from. I think, you know, one I'll say more broadly and, and one is more specifically. The broadly one is it's sort of like when you go to your hairdresser, right? If you're going to keep switching hairdressers, you're never going to love one because you've got to spend time with somebody and get to know what their style is and how they approach things so that you can best manage it. So at a high level, you know, stick things out, try an inspector three times before you dump them. Um, more specific to, to John's team, again, I think there's just great accountability, um, clear uh, understanding of what they do and don't do and how they approach things. And that goes back to the first ones because I've had the opportunity to work with them multiple times. Um, and that allowed me to, again, best manage, you, you know, what the process is going to feel like from my side. So, um, you know, I, I, again, I think John's team is just fantastic at all balancing all the right things that you look for in, um, in a good inspection experience for a buyer or a seller. Jen, why is it so easy to work with Renee? Why does your team love it? Well, you know, it's... It's funny you use the hair thing. I always I always use a uh, the dance thing. I always say you know a dance partner you don't you don't groove right off the bat. I mean sometimes you do or but you don't groove right off the bat and you gotta work that and and, and that's what makes it di- and the communication is everything. I cannot tell you over eighteen years of doing this how much we've not dramatically but the alterations the changes the things we've done to our inspection process and even our report wording that has come from good realtors. Um, To me, a good realtor is one that picks up the phone and tells us good and bad. Um, You know, I I get realtors that call up upset about something that happened, and a lot of times it's about miscommunication or, you know, they didn't understand what we were trying to say or we didn't understand what they were asking, and... But I don't know if you, if you dump me, um, I don't know what I did wrong and I can't correct it. And you may have something that's very beneficial to not just your client, not just your transaction, but everyone's. And, you know, I, I always, when someone calls up with the, with the issue, 
I always, my first response is, I don't like these calls, but they're the best calls we can get to improve my, to improve our business. John, you have uh, created a big business. You have a great name in town. Um, there's a lot of people that are looking to either maybe start a franchise, start a business. Um, what are some tricks and tips if they are in the inspection uh, industry or if they're not, what would you recommend to someone? Um, the number one thing that I would tell anyone if they want to be successful in this town is return a phone call. It's, <laughs> it sounds so silly, mm -hmm. but I, I cannot tell you how many, you know, how many people just, you, you can't even get a return phone call or email. Um, you know, like I was, I was telling there earlier, I'm, you know, we're supposed to start building a house in the fall. I've emailed four site prep people, companies. I, I haven't even gotten a response. Not wow. even, a, not even a, I'm sorry, we're, we're too busy. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing. It's just, it's just returning a phone call. There's, there is so much work available. And like I always tell people to do it, honest work, you know, there's so many scams going on. There's so many hustles. People just did honest work. Believe me, you, you will do, you will be uh, working all the time. Um, honesty and, uh, you know, attention to detail re relationship kind of, uh, is the moral of the story. I think here, uh, Renee, what about you? There's so many people in here that look up to you, first of all, within the real estate community that have recently got their license, or there's a lot of people that have seen what you've done in a short amount of time and, uh, admire you in that way. What kind of tricks and tips would you give to that individual? Well, first, let me apologize because it's just not that good. But <laughs> anyways, aside from that, I think a couple of things, and some is, is somewhat repetitive with what John said, and that's not by coincidence. It's because, you know, good practice, good, good business practice in whatever you're doing, whether it's inspection, whether it's um, building, whether it's, you know, magazine, it's own what you say you're going to do, be consistent, show up. Um, and, and do the right thing. And, and the rest truly follows, you know, John talked about returning phone calls. I recognize everybody gets busy. Believe me, there are days when at the end of the day, I'd look at my phone and I'm like, crap, I have five calls I need to return. My family hasn't seen me yet. But the reality is how you operate your business when you're busy is going to be remembered when you're not busy and people have choices. Would you rather be in jail for a year <laughs> or lose a year off your life? Ooh, I'd rather be in jail for a year. Well, I, I'd say I'd rather use a year off my life because I don't know how long my life is going to be, so I might not miss it. <laughs> true, true. All right. Would you rather be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Always 20 minutes early. If you know me, I'm always, I always show up. Uh, I always have so many, so much going on. I'm usually about ten minutes late, so which I'm not proud of. I just, you know, it's just the way it works happens. out. Sometimes uh, the, the gentleman behind the videographer sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <that too. laughs> oh, we love you, Kobe. Uh, would you rather uh, have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Traffic lights for sure. <laughs> uh, I'd have to agree with John on that one. I think that's the nature of what we do, right, John? <laughs> All we right. never make it to the stores, <laughs> but those traffic lights make a day. <laughs> Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a, a deadly disease? Drug. Yeah, me too. Help someone out, huh? Mm -hmm. Long-lasting. Yep, yep. 
What about, would you rather have inter- unlimited international first class tickets or never have to pay for food at a restaurant? I think the tickets. I think that opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, I'd say the food only because, I, I mean, I don't travel that much. I, I'm, I love being home. Um, so, uh, and I, you know, I don't travel as much as I'm not that adventurous, I guess, for international travel. So what about this? Would you rather oh. your only mode of transportation <laughs> be a donkey or giraffe? Oh, definitely giraffe. They're for, so cute. For sure. Yeah. We could reach high places. <laughs> <laughs> They're so awesome. All right. Uh, what about, would you rather run at a hundred miles an hour or fly at 20 miles an hour? Run. Oh, see, I'd rather fly. I used, I used to have dreams where I was flying. I don't know what yeah. that meant, but I love that bird's eye perspective. I agree. I would way rather fly. I think flying like over to an island or different, like even if it's slow, I, I'm also a pilot, so <laughs> maybe be biased. I was a private pilot too for a while. There you go. So if you ever want to get it back, a CFI, so yeah. uh, give you a refresher. All right. All right. It's a deal. All right. Last question here. Would you rather lose your long-term memory or your short-term memory? Well, does it count that some of that's already happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather lose my short-term memory because you can always write something down, but it's the long-term memories that seem to be the lasting ones. I got to agree with that. And it's already happened. (laughs) (laughs) What did we just talk about? (laughs) All right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Renee, thank you so much. John, thank you so much. It's it's been a great time on here. as always, Southwest Florida Real Producers here at VentureX, we are sh- extremely thrilled to have you both uh, here, and we are pumped to be bringing Real Producers on the air. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.